I'm so salty. Hello everyone and welcome to an Anime Club After Dark special. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai. And joining me tonight we have our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. First things first, I'm the realist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and tonight we are doing our fourth episodic review of Sarah Zanmai. So, show. Me. Ep- yeah, yes, you. <laughs> Episode four, uh, we learned a little bit about Toei and his brother, his older brother. Um, first of all, his older brother has a name now. It's not just Toei's older brother. His name is Chikai. What does Chikai mean in Japanese? Chikai. It's You're the one that put this down. You looked this up. Okay, the only reason I noticed this is that um, anime characters like to say chikai when someone is too close to them. and mm-hmm. But chikai literally means close. Mm-hmm. So I think that, there's a heavy a- incest vibe. Oh, God. In general, between all the family relations so far. I mean, oh my. tell me I'm wrong. I mean, yes, Chikai does mean close. I won't, I won't say you're wrong about that. The incest may be going a bit too far. Um, no, but... but like, I mean, we've talked about how there have been, like in the OP, it's hinted that Kazuki is like into his brother. And in the same OP, it's hinted that uh, there's a bond between Chikai and Toei. So I, y- you know what? A bond, I, a bond that is equivalent to the two police officers stripping their shirts off and yanking groping their heart each out. other. Yep, that's the type of bond they have together. That's what I'm getting yeah. from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna say you're not wrong, but you may not be wrong. <laughs> that remains to be seen. Um, I do think it's interesting that his name is Nita- is uh, Chikai. I almost said Nita. I know. <laughs> The tie is not even on this episode. I, I do think it's it's interesting that his name is Chikai, which does literally mean close in Japanese. Uh, it does kind of inf- imply that there is a very close relationship to them. And this wouldn't be the first time in anime that there's been very appropriate name schemes. I don't think Chikai is even a real name. I think like that's such an absurd name that... It makes it's like part. It's part of the absurdity of the show. Neither is Koyomi. What does Koyomi mean? Koyomi literally means calendar. Lol, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's, the Monogatari series is famous for its its taking literally just taking names from random nouns. Well, yeah, maybe it's something similar to that. I mean, we already pointed out in almost every single episode that we've done so far that there are definitely allusions to the monogatari series maybe this is just another one probably uh but something that does happen besides toei's brother getting a name um before the op even plays we see him shooting someone right in the back yep i mean i'm not surprised we we saw him well based based on what little we know about him so far i'm not surprised either he does seem like he's on let's say he's not exactly on the up and up I don't know what that phrase means, but we've already seen he him. He does illegal things. Oh, I know that. Yeah, but we've already seen him torturing someone in the first episode, so. 
which we get to see again. He's just like, just fucking, he's talking to his little brother on the phone, just casually waterboarding someone in a bathtub. I know. And there's like evidence to uh, make it seem like he broke into that person's home mm-hmm. and then tortured them in their own home. So, and it's just all casual. And I'm like, wow, this is so just, graphic. This is way more graphic than you would expect. It is, but I mean, there's also a lot about that you have to imply. I mean, like you say, you, it's heavily implied that this person's home isn't broken into. It's kind of implied that these that this person that's being tortured may have had a dealing with Jigai in some way, and he reneged on it, and this is his punishment. Something I like mean, that. It's not. It's not. Ex- it's not explicitly stated why this is happening. It's just. It's just happening. It's just part of his daily life. <laughs> just randomly waterboarding people whose houses yeah, he breaks into. Yeah. What a life. If only we could all have it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's definitely uh, there's definitely allusions to a whole Yakuza slash mob vibe going on throughout this episode with both Chikai and Toei. I mean, they're and mob brothers. I, yeah. Um, and I just thought... It was it because we got a hint of it before when we found out that Toei runs basically a grow house out of an apartment. Um, but it was nice to actually get confirmation of this. Like, like this is definitely they're involved in some shady shit. I mean, I don't even think it's confirmation. I the grow house itself was confirmation. The first scene where they were waterboarding was confirmation. <laughs> yeah, that was a little <laughs> extra. As you would like, say. Yeah, definitely. Well, like something else, they oh, spelled it out. Like l- later on, oh, as yeah. we see in this episode, they they literally spelled it out. Yeah, so. before they gave us hints, they actually spelled it out in this episode. It was more, way more overt. Yeah, than implied. Um, something else that happened in this episode was uh, we got a pretty good look into Toei's past. This is basically um, Toei's episode. We get to know much. who Toei is. He's not just a freckle emo boy. <laughs> that we do we get to actually learn a lot about him um one of the things that we do learn is that um their his parents uh well toei and chikai's parents um had committed suicide in the past because a friend of theirs tricked them into accumulating an enormous debt for the um was it it was udon or so- soba it was soba shop <laughs> udon. Was udon it was bukake no, udon Buka- oh my god don't bring that back up um <laughs> I love how this is initially brought up with e- with Enta asking Toei, uh, what did he ask him? Oh, why did you transfer to school? And then Toei answers, well, my parents died. And I'm like, wow, that came out of nowhere. Just dropping yeah. these bombs. And then we learn that they committed suicide. It's yeah. like, well, uh, now I know why you fucked up. No, I don't want to be. <laughs> Nothing against people with uh without biological parents, but uh, no, um, it's uh, definitely a trope in anime, <laughs> especially if you're a main character. You seem to not have a lot of parents. Um, I mean, but this is way more realistic than usual anime. True. Uh, I mean, we true. see I mean, the it's, physical. It's something you can. It's, cer- it's something you could certainly see happening that someone could commit suicide because they accumulate such a large debt that they can never repay. And more like. Toei's character personality it makes sense that he would have a childhood trauma because you know he's Mm -hmm. into crime now so you know that makes sense whereas like normal anime they're just run-of-the-mill joes and they don't have parents yeah yeah Yeah. so this Um, makes sense yeah 
so because of this, uh, he has to go live with his grandparents who take over the soba shop from the parents and they're trying to run it, but much like their parents, they're not able to keep it open. So they're contemplating going out of business, like closing up shop. And Wait, what? You didn't get that? When was that? <laughs> they were trying to close up shop well, because they like, couldn't pay the debt back? During the flashback? Yeah. That was his grandparents he was with, not his parents. I know, but that's not what I understood. What I understood was, oh wait, unless that's exactly what you're saying. Yes. What I understood, okay, just to be clear, what I understood is that his parents accumulated debt, so they had to sell the shop. That has nothing to do with his grandparents. They were still running the shop, though. If you say, I don't think they were. I think they were. I okay. think that's what you're supposed to imply from that is that they took it over. Because, I'm, I'm assuming because they were in debt to... Uh, I, I assume they just came over to take it out. I, 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 I took that as, I, as them taking over the shop because they were the ones closing it down. Who knows? Anyways, that but is anyway, not a big deal. It's Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's just how I interpret it. Maybe they just came to clear everything out because the lease was up. I don't know. Um, but the point is that their grandparents, his the, the Toei's and Chikai's grandparents were there, and the, the Yagaza, who they owe this debt to, ends up taking Toei as a hostage but does it seem not so, seems not even give a shit about the grandparents. So I assumed okay, this isn't a big deal, but I've watched this episode multiple times. We both have. But the first time I watched this episode, I assumed that the Yakuza that we see in the episode are the ones they owe the debt to. But I don't think that's necessarily true. Because that's that makes no sense that they would steal from the people that they owe the debt to. I think they're stealing from a different Yakuza to um, pay the debt to an actual person that has nothing to do with Yakuza. But I just that thought could I'd put be. that there. Because <laughs> that, that, that I was confused be. for a little while. I'm like, what? that doesn't make sense. Why would you steal from the person? That doesn't make sense. It's actually quite confusing because they go through it really quickly. But They do. Yeah. There's, not a, there's not a lot that's elaborated on this, and you're left to imply a lot of what's going on, between, with, especially with the debt that the parents accumulated and its relation to the Yakuza. Yeah, just uh, I would. Uh, I I yeah. personally think that the whole reason the Yakuza was even involved, they may not they may not have owed the debt directly to Yakuza or the Yakuza boss, but maybe they owed it to someone that the Yakuza was involved with. See, I, I think my theory is that Chikai just went to the Yakuza out of nowhere, and that's was that was his solution to the debt was to go to the Yakuza, get the money from the Yakuza, and then give it to the debtor. Maybe. But it could be your thing. I don't know. It is kind of random to just randomly go to the Yakuza. So yeah. Who knows? I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. Maybe, and maybe that's something that will be, uh, I guess, illuminated in a future episode. We don't know yet. We don't know. Uh, but uh, one of the things that does happen uh, after the whole, uh, what do you call it? The fucking... Jesus, my mind's gone blank. What is it called? When they the go leaking? fight the... Yeah, the, when they go fight the... Um, oh, God. I don't know. Oh, the Kappa, Kappa zombie? The Kappa, the Kappa zombie. Thank oh, you. Wait, before, before I wanted to call it. The... I, wanted to call, I wanted to call it Kappa ghost, and I'm like, that's not right. That's not right. But honey, well, zombie doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> um, But before we get to that, I just wanted to make a quick uh statement that... <laughs> Wait, I don't know if this actually happened. I don't know the order of events, 
But like the Yakuza took Toy as a hostage, but they didn't take his grandparents as a hostage. I think mm-hmm. that's a plot hole because that makes no sense. Because they maybe because it's because they said they went to the grandparents and the grandparents were like, we don't know where Chikai is, so they're like, okay, and they just leave them alone. But then they take Toy as a hostage. That could be so. now. Now that you mention that, that could be a plot hole that I just didn't see before. You could be right. Who knows? Again, it might so, be elaborated on in a future episode. Maybe. So what happened in the Kappa zombie fight? So I'm not not to say I'm talking about after the Kappa. The, the Kappa oh, zombie okay. fights are probably the least interesting part of the show, to be honest. Well, I mean the they're most, brilliantly, they're always brilliantly the animated, something. and the most way out there. But um, so you don't like the butt juice. Uh, after the first couple of times, you kind of start to expect it. Um. <laughs> uh, but no, the, there's a, a plot twist in the leaking scene after the whole fight, uh, where so in in the the in the scene that happens before the OP, it's it's shown and heavily implied that uh, Chikai was the one that shot this Yakuza boss. However, in this leaking uh, scene, we find out that it was Toei who killed the Yakuza boss with Chikai's gun. <gasps> Plot twist! Okay, I know. No. That was such a, like, oh my god, Becky, did you just see what happened there moment? <laughs> because <laughs> I was, like, waving my fan, trying to cool off at how much drama there was. <laughs> I love the plot twist in this. It's just so much. Mm. So much happening. Yeah, and it, I mean, it kind of just happened to be that Chikai was nearby when it happened. And so he... Chikai was close? He was close, you might say, yes. Chikai was Chikai. Chikai was Chikai. Um, and so what you find out is that Chikai has been pretending to be the one that killed the Yakuza boss instead of Toei. And he's basically been gaslighting to him about this whole thing. So I wrote down that what Chikai did to Toei is similar to gaslighting. Um, but I wouldn't say it's exactly gaslighting. Now, should we so, define gaslighting for people who might not that. know? Yeah. Okay, so the definition of gaslighting, more or less, it's a form of psychological manipulation in which a person tries to sow seeds of doubt in a specific person or a group of people by making them question their memory or their perceptions of their own memory or their sanity. That's a very specific definition. Thank you. I found it online. Uh, Anyways. So gaslighting, in my experience, is most commonly used to describe domestic abuse. where Yeah, it's used a lot. Yeah. Where the the abuser would abuse the victim and then pretend that what the abuse didn't happen... And then the victim questions whether the abuse actually happened or not because they don't trust themselves. Yeah. They don't trust their own memories of what actually happened. They trust what their abuser is telling them happened. It's so, also it's also used a lot by pedophiles. Interesting. I haven't I didn't know that. <clears throat> but I can imagine that. Um so yeah, it's gaslighting is a term of abuse, which in this situation it's used to help Chikai mentally um, 
So it's like not it's like similar to gaslighting, but like for a good reason, not for a bad reason. Well, it, it's for the, it's for the sake of Toei, not Jigai. Because oh, sorry, sorry, I that's what I meant. I yeah, meant I I, I knew what you meant, but I was just gonna say it is it is pretty much gaslighting. It may not meet the specific like strict definition of gaslighting, but it it's pretty damn close. Except it is. You, it is being done, I would say, for a good reason. To give to give Toei a better life than Chikai probably perceives that he has. That he has. Yeah. I mean, what Chikai do mean? probably doesn't have... It, it's sort of implied that he doesn't have that great of a life. <laughs> You're so mean. You're like... <laughs> you sound... I know what you mean, but the way you said it sounded so bad. I mean, You're like, she kind of pretty. Mm, he's pretty fucked mm, up. <laughs> okay, well, I think well, the most obvious reason he did it was that Toei wouldn't have to run from the law like yeah. Chikai is. Yeah. So Toei can actually live like a, a, a normal life, and Chikai can run from the law by himself. Yeah. So he's such a like selfless protector of his Ototo Chan. Well, and it's like it's like something that he goes on to say that Chikai goes on to say that bad people are the ones that survive in this world. It's like he wants Toei to see him as a bad person because so that he doesn't see himself as a bad. Well, person. yeah, pretty much. Single tear emoji. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All the feels. Um, he well, he probably also get- he probably mm-hmm. also doesn't want him to feel guilty about what he did because if you think about it, Toei killed a bad person. But he still killed a person. Yeah, he still killed and a person. that could really fuck you up. And I'm sure it has, but it uh, already fucked uh, Toei up. But um, Chikai is trying to minimize the damage. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just want to do a side note that um, this form of gaslighting um, was also used on season nine of The Walking Dead, which finished airing three months before Sarah Zanmai started airing. Um, which is coincidental? Coincidence? I think not. Uh, I don't know. It's it is it's conceivable <laughs> that there might be a relation here. There might be some kind of a reference here because this is an anime original, so it would have had to have been written relatively recently. That's the only thing I can think of, though. <clears throat> yeah, um, I just want to put that out there. No Walking Dead. Hashtag watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, but also something else that came out of this whole leaking scene is that um, afterwards. Toei's pretty, Toei's pretty calm about it. Like in yeah, some of like, the other wh- leaking scenes that we've had, the the other characters have been really uptight and like panicked that their secrets out. Yeah, and Toei not so much. And Toei's like, "What the fuck, dude?" And Toei's like, "Yeah, I did that. Like, yeah, it was me. <laughs> I, it was whatever." <laughs> so like that leads us to question whether Toei actually remembered the truth all along and he's known this yeah. uh, and he understands that Chikai is taking the blame for him so that he can leave he can lead a life out of prison or not running from the law which is interesting but I don't if that's true then it wouldn't be gas oh it would be attempted gaslighting. It would be attempting successful. to gaslight. Actually, <laughs> it, it, actually, actually it, it brings up the question, who's gaslighting whom? Oh, my God. Stop. That makes no sense. That <laughs> makes no sense. What if they're both trying to gaslight each other? No. That, you're, you are just using the word gaslighting too much now. Nah, nah. Stop. 
It is. It was. It was. It was an interesting twist. It, it does make you doubt as to whether Toei is actually actually knows what happens or not. It, it puts a lot of doubt in the viewer's mind, which I think is actually a good thing in this instance. It certainly makes you want to know more. Yeah, I mean they they arranged the narrative so that it would be a plot twist for the viewer, mm-hmm. but not necessarily a plot twist for Toei. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't know what the story is trying to tell me. Actually, if you think about it, so I don't know. The leaking scenes that we've seen so far are all kind of set up by that, where they're they're plot twists to the viewer, but not necessarily the character character or characters themselves. Yeah, but this is different. I suppose. I suppose it is different because of how the reaction is, for sure. Because the plot twist was that you you knew something as a child that you didn't know before that you remember something as a child that you didn't necess- necessarily remember, remember. as an yeah. adult or whatever he is a child let's say yeah, it's always almost like something <laughs> early it's like something in your adulthood <clears throat> triggering like a repressed memory almost yeah could be that yeah all right so towards the end uh, of this so you mentioned in a past uh, episode that we talked about that the old trope the old familiar trope with gay relationships in anime about how a character will confess being in love with a character of the same sex and the character that gets confessed to just kind of ignores it and Mm -hmm. that was kind of called out in this episode wasn't it yeah well it took me a while to (laughs) catch it but there's this one line that toei says to enta questioning why enta puts up with Kazuki's shit of yanking his chain all the time. And I didn't know what that phrase meant. <laughs> you didn't know what yanking I, your chain means? I mean, I just thought that it meant like teasing you. Like not, I guess it is teasing you, but like not. Not in a like, malicious way. Annoying you. I thought yanking someone's chain meant annoying someone. But more specifically, it means tricking them. Yeah, deceiving them. Right? Yeah, deceiving them. Yeah. So not necessarily in a malicious way, but yeah, it could be in like a joking way. Yeah. But I mean, that is exactly what we, the viewers, called out Kazuki for doing yeah. to Enta for ignoring him and yanking his chain and not addressing, you know, Enta's confession yeah. basically to Kazuki. So it's almost I'm like glad... the writers calling out the own trope that they used. <laughs> Well, I'm glad the writers are somewhat conscious of their own <laughs> bullshit, but I'm not. I don't even know where this is going. It's interesting, though. Maybe he'll be Very... forced to. Maybe sometime afterwards he'll be forced to. I don't know. Respond in some way, <sighs> whether on the positive or the negative. If you were forced to respond, you should have responded immediately. I don't want to wait ten episodes. <laughs> And I'm so, so salty. So, I'm so salty know, that he didn't I respond know. immediately. I know. Well, Kazuki has his own shit to deal with. So. Speaking of Kazuki, we got in the post credit scene. God, you can't skip anything with this, for fuck's sake. Uh, the post credit scene um, had a pretty forthright statement from Kazuki about how he feels about Haruka. <laughs> and it was basically like, and he, he says it, like, there's no sugarcoat. It's like, I hate Haruka. Which makes no sense. We're back to we got just got a glimpse of like reality and like clairvoyance to know why Kazuki is doing what he's doing, 
And now it just makes no sense. Now we just don't understand at all. It's like dun dun dun. It's not like dun dun dun. It's more like what the fuck? I don't like what? (laughs) Question mark exclamation mark table flip. (laughs) Table flip. Uh, Yeah, it was. I certainly came out of nowhere. I like, and I, I was when they got to the post credit scene. I'm like, well, what are they gonna do? They've kind of wrapped up a bunch of threads in this episode. Um, like it's got to be another cliffhanger thing that they're just going to leave us on. And like, what are they going to say? And it's like, I hate Haruka. Well, you have a funny way of showing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it leaves a lot open for what's going to happen next. Holy shit. <laughs> mm. All right. Maybe so he's going to hate fuck. Haruka. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the incest thing again. Um, <laughs> All right, so I want to wrap this up with talking about a couple of things that have to do with some surrealist elements that we've seen, not just in this episode, but just kind of so far in the show. Um, one thing that happened very specifically in this the, this episode was two things, actually. Um, there's a scene where Inta is talking to Toei outside of the soba shop. Uh, Toei himself is awkwardly posing or propping himself up or something on a pile of support beams at a construction site. This is very reminiscent, easy for me to say, of some scenes that happen in the abandoned cram school in the Monogatari series with desks being piled up just haphazardly and then characters standing on top of it. And also, like, specifically his pose is like like a fashion model. Just like the It's women. almost like a JoJo's pose, I'll be honest. Yes, as much as I don't want to admit that. Um, just like the women in Monogatari, they often just like pose like fashion models while they're having casual conversations. Yeah. Which is, very, which is uh, I mean, it's interesting to watch. It's very surreal. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. When I saw that scene, I, I too, I thought about some of the scenes that t- take place in the cram school with, Mime and some of the other characters and how there's always like really weird poses or just characters standing on top of shit that's piled up on it is it's very reminiscent of that also something else that uh is slightly uh reminiscent of monogatari the yakuza boss what little we actually got to see of him um does it reminded me and apparently you too of a little bit of kaiki from the monogatari series about how he's just trying to I guess take stuff from people, deceive them, conning children for money. Yeah, conning young people. Yeah, for money. Isn't that what? Isn't that like one That's of his, one of the things that Kaiki does his, in Nise? Uh, his money making schemes. Yeah, well, one of the things that Kaiki does is he he uh, cons his little sister Karen out of a bunch of money. Gotta and get so, the yeah, money somehow. Yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of that. Um, I don't know if it's specifically middle schoolers because that's the that's the children that Kaiki targeted in Nise Monogatari. Um, but There's definitely definitely in, reminiscent. Something in in the Yakuza's evil grin that reminds me of Kaiki. Yeah, it's like you think that maybe he's not all evil, but he does some pretty evil stuff. Not I don't know. So evil. <laughs> But I, I just I wanted to point those out. We've had some elements of surrealism before in the show, but these are these are two specific elements. Again, referencing back to the Monogatari series, which this series seems to be doing a lot. I'm not complaining about that though. It's a cool callback. 
Yes. So the end title card um, for this episode was I Want to Connect, But You're So Far Away. Uh, so we haven't talked a lot about it, but all of the or most of the end title cards have been really like poignant. Yeah. They've really been, been hard hitting. It's almost like it's what the end title card has written down is exactly what the character is about to say. Mm-hmm. It's like filling in your sentences. And this one was pretty hard hitting too. Cause like Toei really wants to, you know, have a normal relationship with his brother, which he cares for, but that can't happen for the yeah. reasons that we just saw. So it's really, it's really sad. So Yeah. Um, yeah. And all all of the end title cards, which also happen to be the titles of the episodes so far, they've all started with, I want to connect, but dot, dot, dot. And it's so fun and interesting because, like, you start the episode and you see the title card and, it, like, you don't know the significance of it. And it looks just really boring and bland and, like, you know, typical, like, like yeah. very trivial, like, oh, oh, you're so far away. Like, who cares? But then at the end, it's like, wow, that's a very specific and very, uh, you know, decisive and how, like, specifically hitting a very powerful emotion. Yeah. And I think that is a great way to end this episode review. So thank you. In tears. In tears, yes. So thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. Do be sure to check out our other uh, Sarah Zen My episode reviews that we've done so far. If you want to check out other previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and always, as always, visit our website. Uh, shoot us an email if you have any questions or comments, or if you have any ideas for topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future links to all these things will be down below in the description and do be sure to tell us what you thought of episode four of sarah zen my as always i have been your host alex and i will see you next time say good night show good night i don't have anything witty no you, you don't want to dance with me uso uso cabo uso <laughs> i'm not a furry <laughs>